You're listening to Geek This, the podcast with minimal nerd rage. Welcome to the very first episode of Geek This for 2018. My name is Dave Clements, and if this is your first episode, welcome to the podcast. Let me just explain real quick what it's about. Geek This is a podcast all about geeking out. Um, Over the last 70 plus episodes, um, we, my co-host and I, have talked a lot about comics and movies and TV shows. Those are the things that we are interested in, and... Uh, occasionally my co-host join me and, uh, a lot of times I'm doing these episodes solo, um, which is, this is one of those solo episodes. So, um, you know, the different flavors here on the podcast. So like I said, if this is your first episode, welcome. And, uh, what a great way to start out 2018 listening to a new podcast. Bravo. Uh, today on the show. I'm going to talk about the NBC television series Hannibal. Uh, it ran from 2013 to 2015, and it starred Hugh Dancy as FBI agent Will Graham and Mads Mikkelsen. Um, you can pronounce that Michelson, Mikkelsen. I've heard it both ways. As Hannibal Lecter. Now, if you're unfamiliar with either of those characters, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. Um, the series is actually based on the characters from Thomas Harris's novel, Red Dragon. Um, you may recognize the name Hannibal Lecter. You've probably also heard Hannibal the Cannibal. Um, and that is, um, most popularly known from the 1991 classic film, Silence of the Lambs, which starred Anthony Hopkins and, um, Jodie Foster. This show and the movies, um, so I'm talking about Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon, and um, I think it's a 1984 film, Manhunter. Uh, They all share the same inspiration. And what I'm noticing as I work through the movies, I've completed this whole TV show, um, all three seasons. Um, what I'm realizing is that the television show and the movies are two different animals. That is what I said when I reviewed Silence of the Lambs on um, the website Letterboxd uh, just last week, I believe. Um, so they're different. And so I guess I, I play that as a word of caution. If, um, if you're not familiar with the world of Hannibal, you need to know that the TV show is, um, they have time to really get into the nitty gritty to really develop characters. And so that makes it a much more rich experience and, um, makes things more meaningful um, when somebody dies or, you know, something happens with the characters. It means so much more than when you're watching any one of these movies and 
So it's not that the movies are necessarily bad. It's just I personally feel that the TV series is superior. Um, and I'll, I'll touch on some of that. Um, also, I'll probably talk about the movies later on in the year once I finish them all and and have the chance to really think about it and ruminate on on that as a complete set. Um, so I'll try not to talk too much about them uh, in this episode since we're focusing on the the, the the TV show. Um, but yeah, as, as that word of caution, don't expect the TV show to play well with the movies. They are two totally, completely different beasts, uh, pun intended and everything. Um, so what interested me about Hannibal? Um, well, I had heard about it and if, you aren't new. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I've, I've become interested in horror and, um, that silence of the lambs has always been on that list of horror movies that I wasn't allowed to watch as a kid. And that everybody, it has this big, um, to do about it. You know, you bring it out to anybody, you say, hello, Clarice to anybody and you get this visceral reaction. And, so I wanted to experience that for myself and I had, I, I didn't know where to start uh, because I knew the TV show existed. I knew the movies existed and I went with the modern route, which was the TV show. Um, what's interesting about Hannibal is that the show, like I said at the beginning, was on NBC. It was on network television and it blew away the typical formula of shows because it's graphic. I mean, it is violent. Um, it is gory. Um, there is some nudity, but it's blurred out. So, you know, they, they walked a very fine line, Brian Fuller who produced, and I do believe show ran, ran the show. Um, yeah, he, he walked a very, very fine line to see, what could be done. And, and I'm sure there are a lot of, uh, edited, deleted scenes from this show that they just couldn't show on TV. Um, but what they did is, um, it's very interesting where they push the boundaries. Um, so if, you know, if that kind of thing is not something you're interested in, um, listen to my review. That's, that's cool. But I would suggest that you stay away from it. Um, there are some very dark themes, throughout the show, which you probably already knew that. Um, so let's, let's talk about the story of Hannibal. Um, the story focuses primarily on the relationship of Will Graham, Hannibal Lecter and Jack Crawford. Um, Will Graham played by Hugh Dancy is an empath. He has this ability to um, essentially experience the murders that he investigates and he can reconstruct them in his mind with very fine detail. They don't explain it, but it seems very supernatural. Um, it, it's totally unnatural. It's very weird. It's very interesting. Um, but while he does this, every time he does it, he's essentially doing damage to his own psyche. And that's where Hannibal comes in. Um, he is a psychiatrist and psychologist. I'm, I'm not real sure the difference there. Um, I do believe he is a psychiatrist who is contracted by the FBI to work with Will and, um, and the team that Will has 
uh, kind of at his disposal. Um, and Jack Crawford is, is the guy who runs this little branch of the FBI. And um, Jack Crawford is played exceptionally well by um, Lawrence Fishburne. And um, in addition to working with Will to help break down every murder, um, to kind of bounce ideas off of, um, Hannibal also sees Will as a patient and he checks on his mental health. He He's there to give a status report on will as the series goes on and uh it, it gets really interesting and there are some finer details that i'm leaving out uh just because there are three seasons and these are very broad strokes that i have to paint as i talk about them i, I don't want to spoil anything so the show itself is extremely well written it is well acted and um Again, what's interesting to me is that it's a good mix of drama and horror and uh, procedural kind of CSI kind of stuff. And it's also a thriller and it's a mystery. And that all of that takes place in the very first episode. And that's really what drew me in um, more than who Hannibal is. I found that to be. I found this idea of of all of these genres being pulled into one show um, that was more fascinating in the first episode than who Hannibal was. Um, and like I said, it was nothing like you, you're used to seeing on TV. And and Brian Fuller knew that when he was developing the show, when he was running the show, um, he took a lot of risks and. Um, I think the biggest risk that you could probably lose people at was making the psychology of the TV show as big of a character as Will or Hannibal or any other character that stepped foot on screen. And that says a lot because there are a lot of characters that you meet throughout these three seasons that are very standout. You remember them from season to season and I think that is something that has rarely done when you have ensemble casts like you have in this show. Now, I said I won't spoil any part of the show. And the reason that that is, is because there's so much in these three seasons that I can't focus on anything particular. Um because it would spoil it and you spoil one thing you spoil 10 others um i listened to a podcast recently before um before i decided to record this i was listening to a podcast about the show and um there were two hosts one had seen the entire series um and the other one had not. He was not exposed to Hannibal Lecter and he had heard of Silence of the Lambs, but not seen it. And the guy that had seen everything essentially spoiled everything within the first few minutes of this podcast episode. And it burned me so much because this show is something that you want to, as much as possible, go in blind. Um, now, this is a reference to the movies, but I think if you've seen the movies, some of the story points will seem familiar, but they 
are expounded upon there. They mean so much more in the TV show. So they, there is overlap in some of the story moments. Um, I guess that's a spoiler. Uh, but, but the show starts before Hannibal, um, is even in, you know, in his cell that you see in silence of the lambs, uh, it takes place before red dragon. It, it, it's kind of a prequel of sorts, at least the first season is, and then it starts to get into those stories. So it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, now, if you've been a longtime listener to the show, you know that I can't review a movie or a TV show without talking about characters. So you knew it was coming, right? Uh, so let's go ahead and get started. And I want to talk about Will Graham. So like I said, he's played by Hugh Dancy. I've probably said this three times now. Um, Hugh is an empath. Uh, Will rather, is an empath. Um, So that gives him this ability to put himself in the figurative shoes of the killers that he's investigating. And like I said, he gets these very fine details. Um, What's very striking visually is when he walks into a scene, uh, visually, it's, I mean, Usually it's gore. You don't expect some of it. Um, Very surprising 95% of the time. And so you see this, but in a lot of the scenes, uh, the, the killings are done backwards. Like you, you, you see the victims as they are. And then everything kind of goes backwards because he's working through it in his head as to how it could have happened. And um, like I said, it's supernatural this insight that he has. Um, and like I said, over the course of the show, it does damage to him. And Will is essentially the us guy. He is the one that brings us into the show. He is the one that we follow through the show. We feel what he feels empathy. Um, in every single moment of, of every episode, there's this connection that we have with Will. And looking back on it, I think what is so cool is even though he is the hero, uh, I, there's no doubt about that now that I've finished it. There were moments when I really had to wonder, am I rooting for the right person uh very very interesting and that is a sign of very good writing and acting um mads mickelson's hannibal lecter is utterly fantastic uh he has this calm unflappable demeanor throughout the entire show and it is chilling absolutely like he's He's essentially like this dead soul, uh, but he's interesting all the time. Um, he, I mean, there, he smiles, he, there's some jokes, but everything is very low key. He's very serious. He's, he's thinking there's always cogs turning. And I kept finding myself asking that, what is he thinking? What is he planning? And I was always surprised. I, okay. I'll be honest. I probably rooted for him a lot more than I should have watching this show because you know who he is. You generally know who he is and he does some crazy things that you're like, wow, you really are a bad guy. And it's not just, um, disassembling people. I'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, Jack Crawford 
is a very interesting character for me uh, because I remember seeing Lawrence Fishburne in the matrix that was like the last thing i saw him in i don't remember the last time i saw him in anything and it was ages ago so when he comes up on the screen you're just kind of like he's acting on tv but then after a while you're like yeah he is perfect for this role and and jack um like i said he runs this fbi unit and So I remember seeing Lawrence Fishburne in The Matrix forever ago, uh, but I don't remember seeing him in anything since then. But his his character, his role, Jack Crawford, uh, it fits so well with who Will is and who Hannibal is. And I think what's really cool, um, I mean, you could look this up on YouTube, but the opening credit sequence for the show, um, it actually took me until like season three to realize that it is all three of these characters, Jack, Will, and Hannibal, um, that are being shown um, in this really interesting, cool intro that they have. Um, and it just reinforces the, the point that their relationships feed off of one another. They You can't have the Will and Hannibal team, so to speak, without Jack, um, because... Jack pushes Will more and more and more in every episode and kind of helps him, not really helping him, but pushes him um, in spite of the toll that doing this thing is going to, you know, he's ruining Will for the sake of, you know, his job. Um, and you see that, but at the same time, Hannibal masterfully, um, manipulates Jack and it just, it's a well-oiled machine. And these three characters work fantastically together. And, um, it's some of the best on-screen chemistry I have seen, um, especially in TV. Like I was very invested in this show. Now, um, there are a lot of other folks that pop into the show throughout the three seasons. Um, and I don't really have the time to get into all of them. There's just so many and, and it would, it would spoil story points and things like that. Uh, but I do highly suggest that you watch this show uh, because it is very well done and is shot excellently. And I can't talk about the show without talking about the food. I know that right now you're probably going, oh, gross. Do you know anything about Hannibal? Um, And if you know anything about Hannibal, you know that he's a cannibal. That's part of his his M.O. as a serial killer. And I have to say that the 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 scenes with food are beautifully shot um the food looks great even though you know that it's human it doesn't look like it um and obviously behind the scenes you know that they didn't use real human or did they uh but no it's it's very interesting to me and i i think they're it's gorgeous and i am I'm a foodie, like fat boy kind of guy. And I, I think I'm pretty sure I would probably eat somebody's leg or whatever. Um, 
if it was prepared like one of these dishes. It's gross, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, you you have to talk about the food um, because oddly enough, it is a very big part of the show. Actually, there's one whole episode that kind of revolves around Hannibal's food. Uh, I think it's in season two. So uh, when you're watching, watch for that. Uh, it's very, very interesting. Um, if you couldn't tell, I am a humongous fan of this TV show, and I am right there on board with hoping that somebody, Netflix, um, somebody, Hulu, some company, picks up Hannibal so we get a season four, because um, I could watch this show forever. Um, so, oh, also that said, season three ends well enough that if it's not picked up for a season four, there's some mystery, but it's still a really good show. And uh, if you want to watch, if you want to watch the entire series, you can do so on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, and I promise it is absolutely worth the 36 hours you're going to put into it. I know that's three days, but don't binge watch it. Um, just break it up. I, that's what I did. I watched one, sometimes two episodes uh in the morning before I'd go to work, or I might watch part of one in the morning before going to work and then finish it up after everybody went to bed and I was working on podcast stuff. It's such a great, great show, but that's it. That's my summary. I love this show and I I'm geeking out about it. How, how about that? That's what happens on this show. All right, um, that is going to be the end of my talk on Hannibal. But before I sign off, I wanted to announce the winner for the 2017 year-end giveaway. Um, if you've been listening to the past few episodes, you had the chance to fill out our uh, year-end survey, and that automatically put you in to a drawing to win... Um, a copy of the Powder Keg EP. Um, it's a punk rock EP that uh, co-host Mike Kostriva released this past summer. Um, I did the design work on it, and I know that sounds like maybe I'm biased because, hey, I want you to see my, my artwork. Uh, that's not the case. I had not even listened to this album before doing the artwork, and... Uh, it's fantastic. I, I leave it in our car, uh... So, you know, if I'm having kind of a downer of a day, I listen to it and it peps me up. I if it was summer right now and not like negative degree weather here in Indiana, um, I would absolutely roll the windows down and and sing all these songs. Um, so, uh, yeah, the winner for our giveaway is drum roll. David Arrington. Um, oddly enough, I've mentioned him a few times on the podcast as of late. He hosts the Helix Reviews podcast, and you should go check out his stuff. Um, so congratulations, David. Um, I will get a hold of you through email or Facebook so I can get your mailing address and I can send this uh, copy of the powder keg out to you. Um, it's a lot of fun and I hope you enjoy it. Uh, punk rock was something I was like, I don't know. I didn't really grow up listening to that music, but uh, it means a lot to me because Mike is a friend and I think maybe it'll mean a lot to you if you've listened to the podcast for a while because Mike's a funny guy and uh, I love his insight on um, nostalgia 
TV and horror movies. So congratulations, David. I will get in touch with you very, very soon. All right, that's it. Be sure to go to geekthispodcast.com slash 78 to get all of the links and the other info for this episode. I will chat with you next week. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to Geek This. If you enjoyed this episode, go to geekthispodcast.com where you can listen to previous episodes and leave a comment about the one you just heard. Until then, keep geeking out. We'll be right back.